Welcome to Four Damn and Goal. We've got week one under our belt, and so are the shots that Dick's going to take towards UT. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do this. Welcome to Four Damn and Goal. We've got two hosts that think we know something about sports, but I guess apparently we do. Apparently we don't. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders against the Baltimore Ravens right now on Monday Night Football. We got two awesome hosts, unlike us, and Peyton and Eli Manning. We're going to drink some whiskey. We're going to talk a little professional football, a little college football, and we're going to get into a little bit of the whiskey world. Dick, can you introduce yourself and say what up? What's up, Trammers? Hey, if you're looking for a job or just like a quick buck, do not hesitate to fly out to Baltimore and try out for running back. They need you. They surely do, but it doesn't look like it's hurting them too bad right now as it's 14 to 10 and the second half just started. Uh, before we get into the world of whiskey and sports, why don't you lay the socials on them as we just got a little bump in listeners last week. Hey, there you go. Yeah, what, all right. Were we up? Uh, what? What percentage were we up in listeners? Like 200%. It was embarrassing. Awesome. We went from like, what? what is that, two to six listeners? Yeah, right? something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Take it. <laughs> all right. So, Drammers, of course, um, like we talked about last week, we are starting to upload all of our existing podcasts onto YouTube. A little bit of a, a hassle, to be honest with you. But our most recent po- episode, episode 32, is up there for you to listen to as you listen to this one. You can always find us on all of your podcast streaming apps. Apple, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the fun stuff. And always on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Remember, uh, Cousin Eddie is now helping us out with our socials. And shout out to Cousin Eddie. It is his birthday today. Birthday boy. Happy so, birthday, Cousin Eddie. Happy birthday. And you can always find us at fourthdramandgold.com or just send us an email at fourthdramandgold at gmail.com. All right, Kurt. So what do you want to get into first? You want to get into that handy dandy little hard to find bottle you got right there? Uh, I will, but we can do a little small talk first. Did you have a blast this weekend? What was on the grill? Just give me your overall experience. It was week one. I was pumped. I was like on the TV. I had the lawn cut by 830. I was ready to go. I know you were. I I saw the pictures. Um, Admittedly, I did not grill anything this weekend. Um, We ordered wings for a Saturday and had a little wing fest. And then uh, yesterday, um, I think my wife just did like sausage and like turkey and shit like that. So meats, but not grilled or smoked meats. Good enough for me. Um, but to say the least, it was it was an exciting weekend. and oh, did get a W. It's close. It, it was, was very close. It was as close as it gets. And that's because I, I Georgia jokingly. close. I jokingly texted you upset of the weekend, Colorado over AM. Ha ha ha. Not so funny by halftime. Not so fast, my friend. Um Haynes King, broken ankle. I said it was fractured. Fractured. Broken same. I mean, I've had a fractured ankle and I can walk on it. Oh, okay. Well, have you ever played against an SEC defense on it? Because that's what no, he would I didn't have say to that. do. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he did um, have surgery today. It was successful. Everything looks good. He should be back mid-October. How so. often do you wait for the report that says this surgery was unsuccessful? I mean. I don't know that you ever wait for it to be unsuccessful. But if it is, it's like uh, big news. Like Tyrod Taylor news. That's when it's unsuccessful. That was unsuccessful. Um <laughs> Saturday, 
had a lot to do. So I got to, and then the, the tech game was like on the radio. So by that time, you know, I think we did some shrimp scampi, nothing, nothing too difficult, but Sunday, that's when I was kind of pumped, did a little, uh, Parmesan wings did a little combination of Frank's Red Hot, Meat Church, Voodoo seasoning, butter, a little bit of ranch. I let that sit in the bag for like three hours before I smoked them. Came out good. And then I sent you the subs that I did. Changed it up a little bit. Don't want to do ribs and pulled pork every weekend. So I did a little gabagool, provolone, Italian peppers. Threw that on the the trigger and those came out pretty good. Nice, so, nice. So yeah, man, football is good. Football is back in the swing of things, and I'm so excited. My favorite part this weekend is when you texted me having an emotional breakdown that the Oregon and Ohio State game got switched in your area to the AM Colorado game. I was so pissed, and I think it was only a Houston thing. Yeah, of course it was because AM is Houston land. So Houston is AM land. <sighs> So my errands were like midday, so I, I cleared my schedule for the Oregon-Ohio State game, which I had texted you. I felt like Oregon was – we both felt like Oregon was going to win that one. We did call it. And it was a great game. Awesome. And then I hear the announcers mumble something, and I even texted you. They say, for some of you – and I, I think I said some of you in Texas, we're going to switch over to the AM game here soon, and you could watch the rest of this on the freaking Fox Sports app, which I'm – you know, I'm not, I have YouTube TV have now. I'm not going to get that. Um, and then sure enough, like mid fourth, it goes to a commercial. And I was like, I swear to God, if the next thing on this screen is AM warming up to play Colorado, I'm going to be so pissed. And guess who's on the screen? Big Nate's old King. ugly. No, he, well, he was on the screen for long, but uh, big old ugly maroon AM and. Like, I'm looking at Twitter, and it's like the Houston area just decided, hey, this was more important. But in a true co-host fashion, my boy Dick here FaceTimes me, and I get to watch the last minute of that game. Kudos to you, my friend. I owe you a dram. You're very welcome. I would expect uh, you to do the same for me. And we will dive into that Oregon-Ohio State game a little bit later in the second dram when we talk about college football. Now, I want you to go first on what you are sipping on, my friend. Hey, mine pales in comparison, sir. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, But if you insist, I am sipping on a little um, 1792 single barrel. So for those are 1792 fans, it's a Barton product. 1792 small batch you can pretty much find anytime, anywhere, any day. But once you get past that small batch, which I think is like a maroon neck, it's like a little paper the coloring scheme they have on it um you get into like the single barrels the foolproof which is black um the single barrels tan i mean they have the 12 year they've got a whole lineup i think there's like 12 ish different lineups they have um they get hard to find not necessarily that they're expensive people just go after them so best bottle of 1792 i've ever had was a foolproof 1792 store pick which means single barrel like out of this world, like Jack Daniels barrel proof, Elijah Craig barrel proof. Good. I have a full proof right now. It's not as good, but this single barrel, I tell you what, it's pretty solid. Like if you can find it, it's 40 bucks, 98.6 proof. So, you know, it's almost good to the bottle and bond standard status, which is, you know, very, you know, chef's kiss. Uh, 
no complaints, man. No complaints. We'll review it here, but this is a, a good bottle if you can find it. Yeah, that was Thursday, now, right? That you sent me a picture of the foolproof yeah. and single barrel, and you were like, "Which one?" And I was like, mm, "Foolproof is a Sunday. I've got all day to let it mellow and maybe get over my hangover, or maybe get back into it." That was Thursday night, and it was like the second half. I was like, mm, "You better go single barrel here, buddy." And I totally took your advice, and then I had already had too much to drink, and then after a little while of drinking it, I looked down and realized I had cracked the full barrel instead of the or the foolproof instead of the single barrel. That's a good night. That's a good night. Yeah. Um, so I've got me a bottle of Lee. Oh, Elmer, Elmer T. Lee. It's a good find. That would be a great find if it was Elmer T. Lee. No, this is Colonel Lee Kentucky straight bourbon only sold in a liter. And I got a plastic handle tonight, my friend. Is that Colonel Sa- Sanders, like, like poor cousin? Uh, could be, probably. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if this is supposed to be Robert E. Lee on the bottle or not, but it looks like a mixture between the oatmeal man and a <laughs> guy who orders a strange martini on a Wednesday night at a macaroni grill. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you why I got this one. I started off with my go-to week one. This is a daily drinker week two for our season two. My goal is to, you know, reach those that are just going to walk into the store and find it. Like we've repeated, I walked into Total Wine and I actually had the Russell 10, you know, single barrel reserve, typical. And then the guy who kind of guided me, he's he's been hit or miss. He got me a good bottle once and then he got me a not so good bottle. So I I, I was like. If you can give me a good budget one, I'll take it. And he started laughing. He goes, you want a good budget one? Take this. And I started laughing. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, take it. I hate it. It's so stupid. He goes, this is a Barton distillery bottle for 20 bucks. It's a handle. And then he said the magic words. It's $20, but it drinks like 40 So that was a challenge that I just had to take. Uh, the only thing is it's an 80 proof, so I might have to drink a lot tonight. I warmed up a little bit with the Evan Williams bottled and bond uh, to get the taste buds fired up and going a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, I got me some Barton juice just like you, uh, who's also owned by the Zazerat company. Mm-hmm. It was $19 pre-tax. It is in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and it has this big fancy thing at the top that if you blink, you'll miss it. Aged 36 whole months. Oh, 36. Nice. Not 24, right. not two years, 36 whole months. So that's what I've got. I'm going to see how this bad boy uh, works. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like Barton. I mean, they're also producing our beloved early times bottled and bomb now, too. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. This could be this could be it, and I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. No, actually, I looked up some after I bought it, I looked up some reviews, and people have been reviewing this thing for a couple of years now. And there's some you get what you pay for. There's some you won't find better bang for your buck. You, I mean, so like people I'll, say that about benchmark eight, too. I've yet to try it. 
That, okay. That's on my list. Okay. And no, it's not an eight-year, guys. So just calm down. <laughs> Did not think that at all. But uh, all right, cool. second dram. Let's get into it. All right, so we'll start off second dram talking about college. We'll go into the third dram talking about pros, and then we'll talk a little bit whiskey in the fourth dram. So uh, we're gonna have the same categories for college and pro today. Surprises from week one, disappointments from week one, and then something a little bit special in college football towards the end of this dram before we get into the noses. Uh, let's start with surprises, and I'll go ahead and start us off. It wasn't a surprise to me and you, my friend, but Oregon over OSU as surprised, not surprised, went the way it was supposed to. What were your thoughts on that game? Because it was a pretty good game. So I definitely wasn't surprised that Oregon had to score that many points to win. Um, I was surprised at how bad Oregon or Ohio State's defense was, though. Um, I did love the little montage that actually finally played in, if you watch game day, about the the 9-0 duck, you don't have a chance, and the duck doing the whole training in the woods thing. And I know that's kitschy, but it never, like, plays out, and then it finally did for once. I saw that segment, and that's one of those segments that, like, when they go back to the broadcasters, how they keep a straight face and not do, like, a, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like how they don't do that kind of thing. And I think they've gotten better because there have been some bad ones where they're like, no, the Fox guys. Like, the Fox guys, when they've done a dumb segment, you can see that all over their face on uh Fox NFL Sunday, Terry and Jimmy and them. Mm-hmm. But the I'll give the game day guys. Like that was pretty cheesy. And they they were they played. They went but, along with but it. But game day does cheesy all the time. And I think they've they're used to it. Like it's kind of like their shtick. I mean, everything Lee Corso does at this point in his career is cheesy. And I love the dude to get death, but you're starting to see the age with him. And I love that they're still supporting him right there with him. But I did love the fact that he kept calling Kutcher basically a little bitch. He wasn't cheesy with Kutcher. He was on his A-game. It was such a classic old man thing to do. But like, that's not what you wrote down, you fire. Yeah, no, that was that was cheesy. Um, it was funny because you texted. You were like, Kutcher sounds like he doesn't know shit about football. But I will say after you texted that, like his, his stuff was pretty good. He just kept like, oh, the running back. He couldn't name a player. But he could well, be like. It's college football. So, I mean. Like, we can name players. Yeah, it's weird because he played at Florida State and then he had to go help his dad at the ranch. And it's so sad what happened to his brother Rooster. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's check through story. Was that before or after he became a millionaire and bought a beach house where like some people were living in it? Was that a movie? No, it's two and a half men. I mean, that's after Charlie Sheen got kicked Mm. off it. Yeah, see, just stop. You just Colonel Lee my joke. Um, no, it was a good game. Oregon's QB play, I think, was the big time advantage. See, I didn't know. I didn't know he was a transfer, Anthony Brown, because I remember he took the job at the end of last year, and that's why old boy transferred to Tech. Uh, but I did not know that he had come over from Boston College, and I mean, they were talking about his experience from the get go, and it showed. I mean, he went into the horseshoe and he just wrecked havoc, and and you could kind of see that the young quarterback play was getting to Ohio State. And then, like you said, there was just parts in the defense that you're like, it's Oregon's offense, but still, there was some bad, I mean, secondary play, huge gaps in the secondary, which depending on what they're playing, that can happen. But sure. safety took a bad angle on a couple plays, and yeah, Oregon just kind of put it away, and it was exciting to see, and I'm glad they broke that streak. 
and I don't have to see another skit about the duck versus Brutus. Yeah, or a history of Brutus and how jacked up that paper mache old Brutus used to be. Damn, that was scary. That was like that's the thing of children's nightmares. Yes. Yeah, and then the fact that you had to be the person inside the nut, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny being Dick are recording right now as the Texas coast is about to get wrecked by uh, Nicholas. So as long as we not not the good guy, uh, as long as we got Wi-Fi and everything, we'll keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see. It was one of the late ones. I didn't see UCLA, but thanks to UCLA, just totally screwing up my prediction from last episode where I said we were going to see the real LSU if it was a fluke or not, how bad they were last year. Well, I guess. But I did see that you're wearing sissy blue tonight, though. Yeah, I'm trying to try to be the Burt Kreischer of our podcast and wear a different hat every time. It's kind of to wear hats with these headphones, but yes. Well, it's funny because I haven't. You know, it's always the Yankees or the Texans ones. So these ones had some dust on them. But I bet. I think I might be rivaling you with my hat collection, though, man. Yeah, but you've got the snapbacks. Yeah, I've got a lot. Well, I've got a lot. I've got snapbacks and fitteds. Snapbacks slash truckers. So, uh, but yes, I am wearing the Carolina Panthers hat in honor of Sam Darnold's wonderful performance. Actually, I just reached into my hat box and pulled this one out since we moved. Um, Your hat bag. But, yeah. Uh, UCLA looked pretty damn good their first two weeks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my Sissy Blue comment was direct directly at uh, LSU. But, yeah, I love, I love the way they're playing right now. I mean, they've got a, a lot going better than USC right now, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> if you're in LA, my question to you is, who are you rooting for? I think it's exciting when they're both good. Like we talked about exciting programs in UCLA. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't hold them up there with Nebraska and Miami and Florida state. Like we talked about, but first off, one of the most underrated uniforms in sports. I love me some UCLA uniforms. Yeah, uh, they make gold helmets look good. They do with the, that blue. It's nice. Um, Better than anybody else says. Besides I, Army. I mean, you 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 wrecked on Hawaii. You beat a LSU. I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. They got Fresno State, and then a big one against Stanford, who spanked USC the other day. But Fresno I'm, State's no slouch, dude. I mean, let's be honest. I know we can joke no. about them, but they're not a slouch. They have. I don't joke about them. I, okay. I love. I love Bulldogs, man. Fresno State. Man, there's another hat I want now. I had it. Um, it. There I go with my ums, and you know, which is going to become a drinking game. Dude, Lil John is at the Raiders game right now. Did you see who opened for them? No. It was that Steve, I'm going to butcher this because I'm not a techno guy, but that Steve Akoi or Aku guy or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And it was the buffer, not the, the UFC announcer who opened it up. And it was like legit. There was some screaming, some DJing going on. It was awesome. I mean, it's uh, LA. No, it's LV. That's what I meant. LV, mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. True, you did. I was well. I was trying to get back to our LA topic because my question to you was more about like, if you're in LA, who do you vote? Who do you root for? College or pro? It's probably like all the other classic, like White Sox, Cubs. Yeah, but you're gonna root for USC. They haven't been good in forever. UCLA is actually playing well. Do you want to really, you know, root for the Chargers? 
No, not really, because they're a California team. Do you are you really a Rams fan? I mean, they abandoned you. What I've heard from the people I know from LA, and I had this conversation with last weekend. Is there how many, how many people do you know from LA? So we hang out with a couple that are both like born and raised in LA and other families out there. And they said, like, still to this day, most LA fans, like people in LA, are actually Oakland fans. You spoke like, to two people who are a couple and share the same opinion. Well, they're both from different parts of LA, but yeah, I mean, that's they are the family mm-hmm. that lives there. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the teams in LA right now are new, so it's going to take a while. I mean, they're new or they're historical and they suck. The Texans have been in Houston for twenty years, and you still have your diehard. Dallas Cowboy fans in Houston. So it's going to take some time. Apparently in California, around LA, that's a big thing too, is being a Cowboys fan out there. Sucks to suck sometimes. It does. Uh, I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's the more the merrier, I think. The more, I mean, you, LA is one of those cities where there's plenty of teams to root for. So you're going to name your next kid Houston Texan, right? I was thinking that or Texan Lubbock. I don't know. Lubbock Texan. We'll see. Uh, you want him to get born with an STD? Because that's how you get your kid born with an whoa. STD. This is a family show. Okay. Let's keep am, am I wrong? Of Any kid radar. named Lubbock was born with an STD. You're going to lose all three viewers that we have from my mighty alumni. I'm going to fight for you guys. That's not true. Remember, this is the guy who went to A&M. And wants to live in Austin. That's all I'll say. Um, speaking of your love for Austin, I, I don't know now. Were you disappointed or were you happy when they lost to Arkansas? Dude, I love seeing Texas lose. My The SEC short that came out today and I forwarded to our group chat was classic. I thought SEC shorts is getting so good with their production quality. And just everything about that just, I don't know, it, it exuded my pleasure to hate them and hate and love when they lose. I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie. That was one of those. The SEC shorts. There's been a hit or miss. This one was a hit. It was. If you haven't seen it, watch it it. out. They they had, you know, when they did the Oklahoma and Texas come into the big or the SEC, that was was better than that. Way better than that. It was as the way one you sent me was. That was the same one. No, there was there was the other one where he shows up at the airport and they're trying to check the baggage. Oh well, this one was on par in my opinion, next to the one where like uh, Florida's trying to make the playoff or Florida throws the shoe when they're trying to make the playoff. Yeah. Anyway, we will get to it. But all right, I'll check it out. Uh, so that that's it. That's all you've got for UT. Is that? I mean, watch SEC short. I mean, that's probably like how I feel in a nutshell. Like it made me roll laughing. Not even like a, they were who we thought they were. Well, that's Listen. pretty much what that SEC short says. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, Just check it out, it. I guess. Yeah. Not surprised. Arkansas is one of those teams going to beat UT, but just kind of ironic that it's an SEC team that's been struggling for a while. I have to pause here. I, you have to watch it. I'll be back. Okay. Well, we took a pause because Dick insisted on me watching that SEC short, and now I can get his reference references. Uh, yeah, it was pretty it was, good. What are you talking about? If you watch the subtitles, <laughs> I was hoping that they put up like when they did that pod thing. Like, so if you have not watched it, UT's at the SEC offices, and it's um, 
putting up the possibility of schedules in the future, and it was Arkansas, A and M, and Oklahoma, which you know they could have done Alabama, LSU, and they could have, but those are know. some of the real pods they're talking about. Oh, Texas. Um, who do y'all play this week? New Mexico. Oh no, no, no not the game. No, the one that actually matters next week. Uh, Arkansas. Yeah. After that. After that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Any He's other gone. big, any big surprises? Uh, things I'm thinking of. Notre Dame struggling. They're barely beating. Well, we're not. Teams. We've gotten to the disappointments yet, so we can get there. Ah, nice. Um, uh, Ole Miss still is keeping me, you know, looking like a genius. There was something I said in the last episode that I was listening to, and I was like, "Oh, yep, well, I hit that one. Perfect. Nope, that was in our NFL segment. I'll get to that." Disappointments. This is kind of hot off the presses about four or five hours ago. Uh, USC fired Clay Helton. We both talked about them being potential big uh, Pac-12 champions. They've done this the last couple of years where they start off rough. You're wondering if he's going to keep his job. And then they save it like the second half of the season. He's not even going to have a chance to do that this year. He's out. So it'll be interesting to see who they're going to look at for their next head coaching spot. That's always a big one to fill. So Dante Williams the, will serve as the intern head coach. He joined the staff in 2020. He's their quarterbacks coach and the defensive uh, pass game coordinator. I was just seeing if it was old Graham Harold who was going to get that nod. Uh, I would like to see that, actually. That would be pretty cool. Uh, that's going to be one job that a lot of people go after. And that's what I was talking about, UCLA and USC. It's like, what old pro coach are they going to hire next? And I think that's what they tend to do. Definitely a disappointment. I don't think our my Pac-12 prediction, I did that just because you took Oregon. I think it's going to be Oregon now. So USC did start off a little bit more disappointing. They got spanked by Stanford. I forgot that game even happened because it started at like 10.30 our time. Yeah, but our buddy uh, Keith, I mean, he walked it, watched it about 4 p.m., right? So That's how it works, right? He's, only, he's six hours behind us. Uh, so. Another disappointment. The highs of Milton's success for Florida State in week one against Notre Dame quickly turned into a low, not because of him, but just Florida State in general. They they lose in a Hail Mary to Jacksonville State, not Jackson State, to be confused with what you texted us. So no, excited. no, I was just talking about like Dion's been doing a good job at Jackson State. I just that was just like a side reference. Yeah, not the same thing. Dion going into his alma mater and pulling off the hair Mary wouldn't have been like just page four news. Um, I mean, just quit putting Ville on the end of shit and you'd be fine. Dude, did you see the picture floating around? So Jacksonville State pulls off the hell Mary. They're celebrating on the field. And one of the Florida State players decides, you know what? I'm still going to propose to my girlfriend as yeah. they're celebrating on the Florida State field. Because you know what? Life is bigger than football. Good for him. Mm, yeah, I wonder how that went in the locker room. Um, that's funny because Who I was cares? He saying, got laid. Yeah, uh, like okay, yeah, sure. Um, I think that would have happened regardless win lose proposal. I'm just saying I would have probably saved it till they got the first home win. But who knows how long you would have had to wait for? Who that. said that's going to be this season? I mean, but you know, no guarantees. You know when he could have done it because I was listening to Two Bears One Cave, which is the Bert Tom 
And it was so funny. They released an episode today where Bert's all excited because he was he's going to go to Tallahassee for the first time. And he's going to do a show. And he, he was talking about how they gave him tickets. So he's going to go to the game. And Tom was like, what game is that? And he was like, oh, it's the UMass game. And they were like, oh, that may be a massacre. That may be brutal. You may be able to coach. Ha, ha, ha. See? It's not looking like that too much for Florida State now. No words. No words. If they, I just don't understand how you can have such a storied program and continue to hire inept coaches and your recruiting classes, you know, just completely fall out from underneath you. But that's the thing. I don't think it's. I think that's the. Oh no 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 no! I was talking about Texas. I'm sorry. It was back. Oh my. Okay, there he is. There we go. Now you get an A plus. Um, I think that goes back to just how competitive the state of Florida is to, you know, recruiting. Oh sure, it's a speed state. Yeah. And let's just throw in Gus Malzahn over at UCF now to compete against a guy who's recruited in the SEC. Like it's not easy. Uh, and I think, you know, Florida state would do are. them a big favor if they would just go to the sec, if they, if they might as well, I mean, just take the plunge. I mean, long-term you'll be better off because what are you actually like touting to college recruits? Oh, you're going to get some eight, some noon game, like, um, exposure. Like you're, you're going to lose to Clemson every year and you're going to get pitted against Miami and like a big failure game. And you might get upset by Duke. Or hell, I don't know. Virginia Tech was going to come out of nowhere and win one game against your ass. Like, what's the what's the upside? Thursday night games? Like, well, why are you going to the ACC? Well, the problem. We're, I mean, we're not talking about Nebraska here. We're talking about a team who won a national championship within the last mm-hmm. seven, yeah, seven and then years could now. not afford to keep their coach. Like, no, how no, was no, that no, possible? No, 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 no. That's it. Jimbo saw the writing on the wall and he got out of dodge. Yeah, because they didn't make it. They did not make it. Financially feasible for I him don't to stay. That was if the, they would have given him ten million a year, he would have stayed. It was it not Florida State who had some possible like red flags, and Zimbo was like, mm, "I probably should get out of here." Yeah, unfortunately, probably because okay. he caused them. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't <laughs> give me the don't give me that. Um, so yeah, I, tried. I think the, I tried. the coaching. Yeah, I think the coaching changes has definitely hurt them. I think the competitive nature of Florida and recruiting, and the the semi success that Florida's had recently. Uh, I just, man, Milton, man, the joy I was texting you. That was one of the greatest things I've seen in college football when he was leading that drive. And I love Notre Dame, but that was one of those moments where I was like, this is bigger than the game. So it was a flutie moment. Pulls this off. Uh, that would be awesome. But then I, uh, it's just kind of sad to see what happened. Other disappointments. Is Clemson who you thought they were? I mean, you can't judge them off of this week, right? You can only judge them off the Georgia game. I don't know. I mean, is Georgia's defense that good? That's that's the question I have. Probably. So is my pick to win the SEC that bad? Probably. Is it just because Alabama is a bunch of, like, players that could probably beat the Browns because they're all NFL caliber? Not the Browns this year, I will tell you that. After that first game, that was exciting. But once again, let's save that. Um, and then quickly, I feel like this has to be brought up. Sorry, just looking at Clemson's schedule as they get to take on 
Who do they Georgia play Tech, that's ranked? They smoked South Carolina State this last week. They don't play another ranked team until the rest of the year. So not looking so good for their playoff push. But but yet, yet again, they're ranked six. How? Hey, man, when you've done good for so long, you deserve a bone every now and then, I guess. Yes. And they didn't get smoked by Georgia. So, you know, that whole thing's going on. But you do know if AM loses to Colorado, they're probably dropping to like 15. Oh, we should have. I mean, we, we're, we're lucky in the situation where let's talk about disappointments. Like, like Haynes King going down is a big disappointment. My opinion here, though, is like, okay, we've got New Mexico, we've got Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas being Arkansas, our defense looks stout against Colorado, and it's, it's Colorado, right? But they had some weapons. <clears throat> and there is a chance that Calzada got into his group. I mean, you look like the first seven possessions, he was like one for, I don't know, 16, with like two yards or some shit. But like the last two possessions, he scored two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he fumbled it in the end zone. Big mistake. But he drove down the field and put the ball in the end zone and then fumbled one time. But there's some hope there. I mean, our buddy, you know, our buddy Chris and I, like we always talk about like, he's got a cannon for an arm, but he can't hit the broadside of a barn. But maybe he doesn't need to. I mean, there were some definite missed throws, but if he could just manage these next two games, he could probably get through Arkansas. We beat Arkansas with less talent. I mean, we've got three great running backs. Just fucking hand the ball off. Like, why are we trying to throw the ball with a backup quarterback in that situation? Just run the fucking ball. It's Colorado. Sorry. No, I don't know. I went to Lowe's and I had to buy a trash can. And then I looked at like the gardening section. So oh. I'll take your word for it. Was trash can like, you know, 50% off because it was branded with Texas or something? That was a good reach. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep I'll keep me updated on the AM because that's how that's the only way I'm going to get information on them because I don't watch them. But you're a fucking liar. Um, I really don't <laughs> do a fit. You live in Houston. Them. They make you watch it. <laughs> exactly. I hate them more now. Uh, and then we've, we've got to talk about it. I mean, it was a, an emotional day. It was the 20th anniversary of nine 11. I don't know if we've ever given our stories on that. I think, I think we touched on it. We talked about it last year in an episode. Yeah. You know, one of the, I think you're right. We did. We talked about how it was like one of the few days in my life that I can tell you the morning, the afternoon, the night, first junior high football game. Well, they did a lot of cool things for the 20th anniversary uh, in college football, in the world in general, on the news. You know, you woke up, it was all over every station. And I think we've got to talk about some of the cool tributes that we saw. The first one I saw, you know, college game day, they did that segment of interviewing coaches of where they were that day. That was just an emotional roller coaster. That was all over the place. You, you're, you're seeing these older coaches and when they where they were 20 years ago and the stories they were telling. And that, that one just gave me goosebumps. And you had the guys at the Naval Academy. You had the guys, I believe, um, you know, Rutgers was the closest big school and they could see the smoke out in the distance. And it just, oh, it's just an emotional little tribute that if you can check it out if you missed it do that um yeah i don't want to take everything but army running on the field with the flags all the players that was awesome because that's just more than the game right there those guys true heroes on and off the field uh you know chime in time chime in dick 
No, I mean, I think you hit everything, you know, nail in the head. I've been watching the uh, the Netflix. Nat Geo just came out with a special. Um, and I think those just kind of bring back those memories in your head, like coming home to your mom crying, you know, in the floor. That was me. Um, I don't know. It was, it was very, very gut-wrenching. But um, even some of the videos that have come out afterwards, you can talk about being the biggest university. I mean, NYU is right there. One of the prime videos that gets referenced all the time is, you know, that the students sitting there, I think they're like drinking wine or something like that in their, in their dorm room. And they're like in the you know, 15th floor or whatever. And they're videotaping it, but like handheld video camera, right? Like that was it back then. And, and that's the one on Netflix where they show actual footage. Right. And the second plane hits and they're like, oh, my God. Because they're like, oh, it was something. It was a Cessna, you know, that hit the towers. Everybody's fine. And I think uh, <clears throat> my wife was watching that. And I, I think at that point, like I could only I could only take so much of it throughout the day. And it happens every oh, yeah. year. You, know, you have to I watch just, it in bits. Well, not just that. Like by that point, I had had the college game day tributes. I had had the ABC tributes. I had seen the speakers and them listing off the names and the sites. And I just was emotionally like it was a roller coaster day. And she watched it. And of course, she said it was, you know, it hurt, hit her as hard as anything. Um, but uh, fuck, where was I going with that? See, I, I become an emotional train wreck. But yeah, it was a big day for me. I mean, seventh grade personally. And you always you hear those stories about, oh, I had a teacher who was, you know, this. I did. I had a teacher whose daughter was in New York and she's she's bawling in the hallway. Like we all like we all know somebody who had that story. It was a mess. Uh, But it's it's cool to see that at least one day with everything and it was repeated all throughout the day. The stupid stuff that just people can't get along for. To, you know, all the way to the major stuff that, of course, there should be there's going to be some division, but still people take it to that whole other level. It was cool to see that at least for a day. We kind of all remembered and we all kind of got back to where we were a little bit. So that was sure. exciting. Well, um, I mean, that's the great thing about sports, though, brings us together. Even if it is just talk shit to each other, right? Hey, George W., one of the best first pitches I've ever seen. Um <laughs> Like what uniforms that yeah. was another let's thing talk, let's make done. it a little lighter here this is not supposed yeah. to be a yeah the uniforms I've, I've got to go with my favorite ones and it's hard to pick because they're also awesome they all do the red white and blue thing they're cool they're awesome tributes but i've got to go boston college with those red bandana uniforms you know the shout out to wells remy crowther you know the volunteer fighter firefighter who was also a lacrosse player at boston college you know, you've probably seen his story on Sports Center. Ran back into the World Trade Center, saved like 18 people, and they did those really cool uniforms where they, you know, he had the red bandana on. They changed the numbers. They wear some armbands, so those are pretty cool. Um, what about yourself, Dick? Yeah, for me, I'm not going to get you know as deep as you have in this episode on this topic, but uh, I mean, the A&M red, white, and blue—that um, was a big one. Um, I mean, that's right there for me, like that 2001. I mean, that's right at that to me is like second to right after the, uh, you know, the bonfire fell, um, just like meaningful games in AM history. Um, and they, they did replicate that. I mean, it was the weekend before because we were obviously um, battling Colorado on 9-11. But uh, the the red, white and blue game at uh, A&M last weekend was was pretty cool, pretty touching. They actually went the extra step and actually painted all of the you know logos not just in the midfield but also in the end zone as well so i thought it was a 
a classy touch. Um, one that I didn't put on our schedule here is uh, Texas State actually did a pretty cool um, like logo within the Bobcat itself, had the Twin Towers on it. I think they had a lot of the names also through the, uh, the middle band itself, um, the, the line through the middle of the helmet. Um, but my favorite, we'll lighten it up a little bit, the Air Force B-52s, dude. Those uniforms were fucking bomb, and it's to commemorate the greatest band of all time, the B-52s. Just kidding. It's actually the uh, the B-52 bomber. Um, so they had the you know the typical Air Force star and three, you know, three cross pattern on it. Um, and the uh, you know, the very aviator looking uh um uniforms. I thought those were really cool. I love Air Force when they go out there and spend taxpayers' dollars on some awesome uh some awesome uniforms. I mean, that's all the all the service academies, but I love seeing those and like the tributes they paid to the specific you know, ship, right, for the Navy will or the submarine or whatever with the B-52, the specific uh, uh, airplane that the, uh, the U.S. Air Force uses. I just think those are cool, man. I really think they're cool. I mean, the B-52, I think, is the longest serving bomber in, in U.S. military history. Yeah, the military definitely <clears throat> knows how to, the, the military institutes, you know, their football teams, they show up, you know, form-wise. One of my favorites, you know, in general is when the uh, was it the year last year, the year before Navy did this, the Blue Angels sky helmet? Mm-hmm. That yep. thing was sweet. So, yeah, I mean, there's um, just so many cool options. There is awesome time. Raise, raise a glass to those that are serving now and have, I think it's, you know, it's important to mention every now and then. So, we will raise a glass to you and we will say cheers. Salute. We take a nose of our glass uh, and tell you what we think. Dick, you want to go first? Cherries, bananas, hints of brown sugar. No barrel spice. It's all fruit. If you really, really hunt for it, I mean, really get into it, there's a little dark chocolate, a little bit, but it's all sweet. I think that's very, very Barton and everything they do. Like, it's all so sweet. Buffalo Trace will give you, like, some punchiness, but... It's funny because I I wanted to see what you were going to say because it is Barton. I get bananas on this one. So I almost said bananas. No joke. But I was... Bananas is a jack trait. So I was like, no, I can't be the same. No, I get bananas in this. And like I said, this is a $19.80 proof. So I'm going to search here. But I do get bananas. Do you get alcohol burn? Like, is it? Nah, I, I will say, all jokes aside, on a nineteen, this the nose is much better than the palate for this, and the the palate is actually pretty pleasant. Well, don't get ahead of us, but yes, little marshmallow, little banana. So for nineteen dollars, if you put that up against a twenty some odd dollar. Evan Williams bottled and bond like $23, same size, right? Um, well, is that a 175 or just one liter? This is 175. Okay, so put it up against a right, Evan Williams bottled and bond, which is going to be in that like $23, $24 range, right? Which nose is better? You can throw early times in there too, because that's that's a liter at 23 bucks. I will give this the not over bottled and bond, because bottled and mm. bond has that kick 
Yeah, you can tell the taste is better than the palate. This is an eight. This is an eighty proof. It's yeah. not. It doesn't have like oh, this is alcohol. It doesn't have that burn. It actually has a very pleasant. It's actually banana. You know, laffy taffy. I'm getting. But the question is, did you have to shake it to get that laffy taffy? I might have to shake it again. Uh, 2000s hip hop references. Oh, music was so good at that. It time. was so good. Like all the songs were just like bump and grind. Like that was so the okay. best era. I just threw in my triple XL white t-shirt and did this dance move where I pretended to throw something in the air and then I caught it on the other side. Um, that's a pizza. <laughs> oh, we got a touchdown. I forgot we got a good game now. It is 16 to 17. Raiders are going to kick the extra point. 918 left in the fourth quarter. Way to go, Red Raiders. I mean, Red Raiders. Whoa. <laughs> it's getting to that point. Uh, way to go, Raiders. Made this interesting after it was 14 to 0 to start. Yeah, they're at least two two rashes away from being the Red Raiders. Um, Jeez, oh let it go. That's because I was going to compliment you. The AM red, white, and blue thing was cool, but son of a bitch, you make it so hard. Um, this season. I knew that was coming too. Damn it, stop. Okay, so with the, the nose, it's weird, but it is watered down, which 80 proof. And then that's going to follow up in the taste. But yeah, give me your grade on yours. So I've said this a few times about other bottles, but if you were going to make a candle called bourbon, this would be one of the ones you want to use as a sample. Like the nose is that good. It does not proof out in 98. Like this is probably less I'd say alcohol than what you're smelling or some other 80 proofs that I've smelled. A minus. Candles like the new flour tortilla candle at ATB. I was actually thinking the brownie bite, but yes, yes, and yes. Oh, it's so good. This is going to be a B minus nose. It's actually pleasant. That's actually a lot better than I would expect it's for that not bottle. Bad. Um. So yeah, it is a pleasant nose. Moving on. All right. So moving on. Next one, just like Kurt set us up, we're going to do the NFL surprises, disappointments. So Kurt, just like my dad used to do to me, I'm going to coach pitch this right across the plate to you. What were your biggest surprises of the NFL weekend? I mean, it's not a surprise when you already said it was going to happen, but I believe I talked about a young man from Florida State University who I told you he was going to be awesome, and I took him in the fantasy draft no matter what I was going to take him. Sir, I miss Winston with five touchdown passes. Jameis drew who? Winston. Jameis, I've got to go to Jacksonville just to kick Mr. Aaron Rodgers' ass. Winston. Jameis, let's see if week two that was just a fluke. Winston. But yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you're going to tell me that you didn't kind of go, hmm. I mean, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. You picked him up. You didn't start him. So I don't know. Who like, did we're not- I start? I took that quarterback that I took in the second round. How many points did he have? No, I don't know. 33. But anyway, continue. Cool. Tell me, uh, did you win that game? Look at you. 
funny thing is, I mean, I lost by like 70 points. You lost by like 10 so far as of this game right now. And an L's an L. But in fantasy, unless we tie, it won't matter. Continue with the surprises because you've lost me. All right. So I would say that like Winston was a good pickup. You didn't start him. It'd be interesting if we actually had like half points for bench players in our fantasy league. That'd be a better one. But all in all, like hats off to Crab Legs. Um, he definitely showed up. And to your point in our last episode, he may be the second coming of Steve Young. I highly doubt it. But hey, one game. Let's let's start making bold predictions like Derek Cotton. So I don't know, yeah. but if I'm an eye surgeon, I am using this as the biggest selling point for LASIK surgery I've ever seen. Like this is what, it. What's an eye surgeon called by by trade? An optometrist? Nope. Fuck, I, I said that with so much confidence. Ophthalmologist. Fuck, who's an optometrist? Uh, they are I. the people who go one, two, one, two. Okay, so if so facto, tomato, tomato. No, right. ophthalmologists are actually eye surgeons. They actually do surgery on the eye. Okay, cool. Fun yeah. fact. I totally care Samuel Maverick's great-great-grandson who owns Maverick Whiskey, him and his wife are both ophthalmologists. Sounding very optimistic there. Oh, uh, look at you with the play on words. Yeah. Speaking of playing on words, uh, nothing to do with that. But Cowboys? Surprised? Not surprised? Uh, dude, it's exactly what I said. Like, they're going to... They're going to lose a game by, you know, two points and still find a way, the fans are, still find a way to be like, how about them Cowboys? They almost beat Tom Brady. I'm like, what is close count in? It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. That's going to say we're shoes and hand grenades, but yeah, sure. (laughs) At the end of the day, I mean, the Cowboys are who we thought they were. Now, I did take the Cowboys in like an upset and said, hey, they may be back. Zeke fucked me big time in fantasy. But Dak showed up. Dak played well. I mean, if Zerline if Zerline hits one kick out of his three kicks, he does okay. I mean, they have a chance. But you knew as soon as Brady did the like slouch over, handed his head or head in his hand situation, you knew it was over. You can't give that man more than forty five seconds down by one score. You can't. You have to be up by two scores with 45 seconds left because he's going to come back. He's, he is who we thought he was. Why does everybody act surprised every time? And I think it's to that point where nobody was surprised. Sammy Watkins just caught a bomb. Talk about making a, himself useful in the Baltimore Ravens offense. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. We both, you had predicted, I had said the Cowboys win the games they're not supposed to. It was, it was a great game to start the season. And you did get a bunch of, oh, man, it was such a good game, so close. But, I mean, a win's a win. And there was there was great games all across the season, all across the, the, the league. Um, you had that wild one in Detroit. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought you thought Detroit was irrelevant. They are. Um, but you just said there was a wild one in Detroit that was a great game. You see, it took a huge comeback, and then the excitement for still who, being who led that comeback? eight. Who let come back? I believe it was the special teams because they kept getting onside kicks, and then there was oh, a big turnover oh. on defense. I thought it was some guy who was Mr. Irrelevant. That, he Goff. did not. Nope. That's no, not. That, was, that wasn't the guy. That's not the guy. That's not the guy who did. Okay. He's nope. not their quarterback. Okay. Nope. How, how nope. much did they come back by? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, lots of close games. Did you expect, like, surprise? 
for the Cardinals to spank the Titans? I mean, the Titans are like a Super Bowl contender in my book. No, but I think it gives credit to my prediction. Which was the Cardinals and the Pack in the NFC Finals. Let's save the Packers till the disappointment section. Yeah, but you give it get in after me about the fucking Cardinals and saying there's no way, and the JJ Watt only went there to get paid. No, they're. Good. I said the Cardinals were on the up and up, but you were like all over. You like, said the they Packers were three years the away. You said the, the Cardinals, Cardinals were three years away. Championship. You said I'm the so Cardinals smart. were three years blah, away blah, from blah, something. Blah. <laughs> and this is what people who are wrong do: is they just keep talking. Incessantly, uh, you said the Cardinals were three years. Go wrong, back to the tape. Go to the liar. Tape. Go to the liar. Tape. Ooh, speaking of, did you watch that boxing match? Uh, I was going to, but I didn't give a shit. So <laughs> same here. I didn't want to yeah, give him the credit. No, <laughs> uh, no, nothing to do with that. I I did see the highlight of like Anderson Silva knocking the shit out of Tito Ortiz, which is probably the only thing that anybody had to watch from all that. Did uh, uh, did Holyfield apply for AARP while he was out there? I don't know what that means. Evander Holyfield was fighting. Mm-hmm. And ARP is the advanced association for the advancement of retired people. So, like, was he out there applying for AARP or did he actually put up a good fight? I mean, okay. It's not funny when I have to explain it. Yeah, that's why. I, did, I mean, I knew what I, both that I knew what they both meant separately. I need like, to hang out with smarter people. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I need to hang out with people and talk more about shit I care about. You obviously cared about the fucking fight, asshole. No. No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Cardinals whooping that ass was not expected. Thank you, Julio Jones, for just shitting on my flex position, like the only second time that he was held under 30 yards. Yeah, but, I mean, if Murray hadn't gone off for almost 40, you wouldn't even be in the game tonight. I'm so glad I took him in the second round. Crazy. I don't know. I mean- um, the funny thing is, if you go back to last week, you said, yeah, Mahomes and Murray can be a flash in the pan maybe one or two weeks like that. Well, they started off on week one both like that, buddy. I think they did last year, too. Are you eating crow? No. Okay, well, when they do it, week two. No, I, I'm going to need at least, like, if you give me three, four weeks of, like, whoa, I, I'll admit it. I'll admit then it. you got you to go buy but, crow. But so my argument... But my argument will be if Lamar Jackson puts up similar numbers in that same span and I get him in the sixth round. How many points does he have tonight? Uh, Lamar has 11 points. Sorry, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, I took him in the sixth round. That is a second rounder versus a sixth rounder. Week Dude, one. Lamar Thank Jackson you. is the most dynamic quarterback in the league, and you know that. Proven, mm, nope. proven dynamic. No, nope. I'll take Mahomes. Eddie did take Mahomes, number one overall. So. Mm-hmm. And he also had 33 points, so... Speaking of how disappointing you are, uh, let's talk about the disappointments of week one. And this is the one part where I was listening to the episode and I was like, I told you. Everyone was like, oh, Rogers, the comeback tour. He's going to be on a vengeance. Hello, there's an elephant in the room. He's not coming back. He looks like he's aged 15 years. Did you see that side by side with him and Brady? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> he's had <laughs> pretty play, seven years older than him. he's had to play in Green Bay and deal with that. He's so old, you now. know, front office. 
it it looked like it was a problem. And then here's the other thing. Like, did they get anybody in the offseason to help him on offense? No. No. I I do want to go back to surprises real quick. Just to double back. I, I'm going to give you the Rodgers thing. Like, I'm not even going to argue about it. You're right. You're right. I didn't draft him for a reason. You're right. I just need to fucking hand the ball off to Jones and just, just give me my fucking points. But interesting wrinkle. I have my uh, my pest control guy, and he comes every quarter, right? And, yeah, there's a point here. There's a point here. We talk about surprises. And when he's here, we talk a little bit. And I was like, yeah, how's it going? He's like, oh, good. I was like, oh, how was your Labor Day? I was good. And I was like, oh, you got anything cool coming up? He's like, oh, I'm actually going to Boston. Um, I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, going for a, for a wedding. I was like, oh, you're from there? Because he's got a little light accent. He's like, yeah, I am actually. I was like, oh, I, f- I figured that. I was like, you're gonna go see, uh, you're gonna go pick up a Patriots game. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna be playing there while I'm there. I was like, oh man. He's like, I'm gonna go to UNH uh, to go pick up a football game there. It's like, okay, you know, respect to the to these alumni there. I was like, so hey, what did you think about the the Mac Jones versus the Cam Newton decision? And he was like, I'm so happy with Mac. I'm so happy. And he was like, he actually played well. And I think there's some credit that has to be given to Mac Jones. Played decent. Played decent. It's a long way to get there. But it made me think about it. I am not surprised at that. As I'm not either. As I'm surprised that you've built a relation with your pest guy. I, you know me. I'm a people person. You are. But the fact that your pest guy has made it to like another quarter. Because it felt like my pest guy was getting changed. every. And I did. The it was. It was. And now I've had the same guy for like a year and a half now. Nice. Well, good for you. I'm so glad. Maybe you invite him in fantasy next year. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Rod, Rodney might have some good picks, man. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones did play. Mac Jones did play good. Uh, I mean, he played decent. Yeah, I'd be excited to. Cam, he, he. Oh, speaking of disappointments, are we done with the Rodgers thing? We're done with the Rodgers thing. You want to talk about Cam now? Well, speaking of disappointments, we- you hate to see him father time go down, but. Looks like Fitzy's going to be out a while. That yeah. was a disappointment. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Cam might have a job. That's the biggest no-brainer. I can like just let him come on. You're yeah, gonna get some tickets. It's you already got a shitty name. I mean, why how, not? How, how bad are you gonna get? Yeah, it might as well just be the replacements movie. Did but, you uh, see his interview? I mean, I saw highlights from it, i.e. like verbiage picked up out of it. But probably the two parts that I saw. One where he says he was completely surprised. Yeah, uh, and that Mac Jones didn't want him there because he'd be uncomfortable. Yes. That was... How how arrogant is he? Okay, so I do I I agree he was probably really surprised. Agreed. I would have been too. But Belichick such a like a Okay, we're not going to go with you. You're not. You're not important to us. That I mean, that's been his thing. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of shitty to like put words in Mac Jones's mouth because if oh, Mac felt that, if Mac felt that way, he would say that. I think. Well, I all mean, Mac Jones has done is sat four year, three years at Alabama, then went in, won a national championship, and then did enough to convince the Patriots mm-hmm. to go with him in the first and, round. And, well, no, after the draft, like they like he convinced oh, them yes. like to hand the reins over to him, which you know, if anyone to beat out a pro bowler, super bowl finalist. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one part of the interview that I was like, okay, come on. Like this guy's dealt with pressure. He's played in this situation before. 
Like he was probably like, if anything, he was like, oh, like whatever, Cam Newton. Uh, see, ya. I'm, I'm, I'm the dude now. Um, he does, he does. I mean, like the funny parts are because I was talking to Rodney too. I was like, he's like, well, the last time we had, you know, un, or a, uh, a, what did he say? A quarterback for, start for the first time. Or he threw some statistic at me, and it was a Tom Brady statistic comparison. I was like, I mean, you're not wrong, but everybody I mean, made that comparison over the. I know it was just. It was interesting. I, he looks unathletic, and he went to a big school. We know who said – I think Portney said that. Uh, Portnoy. Um, I really got to stop mentioning them. They make but, so much money already. <laughs> but I will say this, and this is not a disappointment, but I, I have talked about footwork. Footwork, footwork, footwork. You saw so many quarterbacks. I mean, yes, you watched Tom Brady, right? You watched him Thursday night. You saw the footwork just be so tight. And how can he look that good at that age in his footwork? He's standing, like, bumping up the pocket. I honestly think he's more mobile, but in a slower way than he was in his younger days. But, like, it's really, really hard to sack Tom Brady. It's because he's, like, fucking Pac-Man just finding his way around the, like, the box. And his footwork's so effing solid. Lamar Jackson's out there just underhanding, like, side-arming balls like Rich Gannon right there. How long can that last? Not well, see, you're 44. Well, I've had that mm-hmm. argument. Brady, Manning, um, yeah, Manning, uh, Manning's yeah. football was solid. No, but that's Peyton's the, not Eli's. They don't have that run option. No, like they have to stay in there until you're pulling them to the ground. Even even Mr. Mobile, I think Roethlisberger was mobile in his career than people give him credit. But he for. throws off his back foot all the like time. He's so strong, but yeah, but, his upper body is just like, like yes, a damn. But power. they have to stay in there because they're not running anywhere. So mm-hmm. they have to. Uh, I think Brady took the brace off for the first time in a while this year too. But I've had that argument several times when it comes to do you want the mobile quarterback or do you want the guy that like he just doesn't have a choice. He has to wait to the last minute to throw the ball. And that's what made those guys great. Uh, Raiders are moving. They got a penalty, but it's first and goal. Now it'll be second and goal from about the 10. Yeah. Well, with 350 left. I'll move us to our next portion of the topic is it was a rough week for our running backs, right? Talk about people being mobile and then dudes who should be mobile. Um, Henry, Zeke, Najee, they all had shit weeks. I think there's a few other, like Robinson for me had a bad week too. Um, oddly enough, fucking DeAndre Swift had a great week um, for me, but he was sitting on my bench. Bad choice by myself, but whatever. But let's talk about Henry and Zeke primarily, right? There's been a lot of talk about Zeke. He's, a bad, like, he's had a bad 20 months, um, and he really hasn't had like 1,600 or – what a thousand yards in 16 games or something like that over the span. He didn't show up against the Bucks. He's got a, a, a tough matchup this week. And Henry, like, I was expecting him to like run all over them. And he just didn't. Like, I don't know that Arizona's D's that good. They're okay. No, it is. They are. That should have gone. That should have been a segment in the surprises section. Cal, like, but I, I didn't know that going legit. in. Yeah. No, I'm so glad that two of the three running backs you mentioned are on my fantasy team. Uh, yeah, Henry just got shut down. I gave you, I gave you my second was Robinson. So I mean, like I yeah. was trying to fight there with you. It's yeah, so we, we got they're fucked. on the they're on the goal line. They give it to him two first down, second down, and then Tannehill runs in on third down. Like it was just a rough Tannehill. week for those guys. I think Henry will get it going. I mean, so, he went from two thousand yards to what did he have like this game? 
18 something like that so i think my question to you is we're not playing each other this week but we're 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 both got the same situation you've got Najee and henry i've got zeke and robinson do you still start them like do you give up on them after week one or you just like discommitted you're like no i'm not gonna put my fucking flex in there as my number two um we're I'm not playing with, each other, so I know. No, I'm. I'm <clears throat> most likely. I'm sticking with Derrick Henry. You don't take him out of the lineup. I can't take Zeke out. Kareem Hunt did enough this week where I may. Did he looked pretty good out there? He looked better this year than he did last year for sure. I may throw mm-hmm. him and see if Najee can get you know get it going. Uh, maybe it was just week one jitters. You yes. know, it's, that's a rough game against Buffalo. That's going to be my toss-up. Does Kareem Hunt go in over Najee, or does he go in over Julio, um, who also had, like we said earlier, one of the week, worst weeks of his career? That's what I've got my thinking to do. I've got yeah. to figure out who I'm going to go with there. Um, but, yeah, I'm not taking Derrick Henry out. Yeah. I think for me, like, my biggest question is, like, Jamar Chase, like, I got him, but I didn't start him. I think I'm going to put him in. Ah. Well, Waller just scored, and uh, yeah, you're kicking, you're, you're kicking my ass more. But the Raiders may pull this off, which I would love to see. How about that is, how about is that game you're in? I mean, like I, I've got my ass handed to me by like almost double my points. Well, it was I was Ooh, you're he won the game. Oh, 20 now. I knew Waller was going to go off. I knew it was over. That's why when you were texting me like every catch, I'm sweating. I was like, I'm not watching it because I know it's over. I knew he was going to get his catches. Um, He's 26 points, so. Yeah. Anyway. Great. Thanks. All right. Uh, pallet? Let's, yeah, let's get into it. So the pallet is where the $20 kind of shows itself. This The the nose was pleasant. The pallet is, it's. I'm going to say this, it's dangerous. As you hear me opening the bottle and pouring myself a little bit more. It's dangerous because it's 80 proof and it's just watered down, man. Like it is, you can probably drink about five of these and think everything's going to be okay. And that's what the guy at Total Wine told me. He was like, this pisses me off though because I drank so much of it and got drunk. Um, But Sorry, I dropped my lid. Um, it's very flat, very flat on the palate. Give me some and notes. Alcohol, <laughs> like a high point of alcohol. Like I get no fruits. I'm not getting too much oak. I'm not getting. Like honestly, it's a watered down like ginger ale. Okay. With some bourbon. And this is where the $20 shows up. Uh, it's the the heads and the tails. So when you do your cuts of bourbon, the three cuts you get are, or whiskey, you get heads, hearts, and tails, right? And so allegedly with a lot of the larger manufacturers, what they do is actually take the heads and the hearts and they actually, or I'm sorry, the heads and the tails, because the hearts are where the good stuff's at. 
and they take the heads and the tails and actually rerun it through and pull the hearts from that. And then take the heads and the, the heads and the tails from that and rerun it through and pull the hearts. Allegedly, the cheaper you get down the the bottle line within whiskey, that's where you're seeing those re-pulled um, hearts from the uh, the heads and the tails over and over again. So that's where you get that $20 bottle. Plastic handle equals hangover. That's why. Sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> I got like maybe if I'm thinking about it, like I said, ginger ale, and there's some lemon coming out. Like, I, you're just stretching. I, you're stretching. I, I'm stretching so bad. Like, this was one that if somebody takes it and they're gonna mix it, mix it. That's fine. Great. This is this is a tailgate bottle. If I if sure. I had to say so. Well, some club soda. Oh yeah, the palette's a C, no doubt C. C, not even a C minus, because I think you gave the nose a C minus. No, I gave the nose a B minus. Oh, the okay. Only reason I'm giving it a C is because at the end of the day, it's a nineteen dollar. No, nah, you're taking price in consideration. Good job. If you take this to people who don't care and they just want to get slasted, like at a Texans or Texas Tech tailgate, this is a bargain. But I'll give you my thoughts on that final. What is the palette on yours, my friend? Honey. Honey, drop a lemon. Brown sugar. Light cherry. And a little bit of oakiness in the back end. Overall, it's a single barrel, mind you, so not everyone's gonna taste like this. They're all gonna be a little bit different. But this one, minus nice i tell you what the fans at the raiders game look like there's some colonel lee going on in the stands they are pumped and jacked for this it is vegas um i think you're you're 1792 becoming your maker's mark for me and with lamargo god it's so frustrating watching him it's frustrating sure but if he's your quarterback, it's scary and exciting. Oh, God. I'd be so pissed. Like, oh, we got him. No, no, you don't. Oh, next thing you know, he's 30 yards down the field. Um, But, yeah, 1792 is becoming one of your frequent buys, man. Yeah, I think that it's a, it's a solid buy for me. Like, if I see it, this is my kind of rule of thumb. If I go into specs or anybody else and I see small batch, I don't pick it up. It's good, but it's not great for the price is good like if there's nothing else on the shelf it's a solid bubble but if i ever see single barrel foolproof or any other special edition i, I buy it and it never disappoints honestly um the price isn't that bad as long as you're not paying secondary and i don't think there's a real big secondary market on this um but it's also one of those things that i think sits on the shelf a little bit longer than your eh taylor's right but I think it's in the same, it's in the same genre. So, I like small bets. I like seventeen ninety two small bets. I think that's that's a great starter whiskey, uh, and can actually impress when you take it to places. So, no, I agree. Seventeen ninety two is actually snuck up there for me too, as well on the samplings that we've had. Um, but yeah, so what was that? I gave mine a C. You gave yours an A minus. Yes, sir. Okay. Well. 
It's Let's about get that into time. The fourth dram. Let's do it. Put your fours up. Let's talk whiskey now. We've talked pro. We've talked college. Let's get into the other good things that we enjoy ta- uh, talking about. You went to the distillery again. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a little bit of a, a fan of uh, Samuel Maverick more than I was um, before actually going there the first time. So this time, another group of three uh, with a buddy and his actually uh, brother who was in town from out of town uh, did the same tour. But this time I got there a little early. Uh, our tour was at five and I got there about 4.15 and I went up to the uh, second floor. Where they have a nice little restaurant and bar. Keep in mind, they do all their own distilling, obviously in-house. They don't buy MGP. Um, they also do all their own craft uh, brewing as well. So I think they have eight beers on tap, and I got their uh, Imperial Stout, um, actually aged in bourbon barrels, their own bourbon barrels, which is super cool. Um, 11.8%. Man, this thing has some legs on it, dude. It will kick you in the nuts and keep going. Um, really, really good for me. I mean, it's right up there with like old Rasputin and a few other like Russian Imperial stouts I've had. Um, overall Which though, they tend to be on the pricey side. They and, tend, and they tend to be. You sent me the price. I was like, That's well, that was awesome. Yeah. So I walked out of there and I got what they call a crowler, which I guess is like a, what, like a 32 ounce beer can. It's huge. Um, and that, crowler of imperial stout which typically like places won't sell you like they're super like abv um stouts and stuff like that they won't sell you to like big batches or like put in a growler or something like that it was 12 bucks 12 bucks and i got to see him fill it up and can it right there in front of me it was pretty fucking cool um so that was awesome the food there is amazing i'm probably going there on this friday again my wife and i are gonna go have dinner there and then go on a uh i didn't tell you this yet but we're gonna go on a uh a booze and booze tour. So it's B O O S and then B O O Z E. So essentially they take you in downtown San Antonio. There's like six or seven places where like that are haunted and they give you like the historical and the haunt and you get to walk through it. And then you go to a bar and they go to historical haunt and then you go to a bar. So it's actually like this, like walking tour downtown. It's pretty cool. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. San Antonio is the perfect place for that. Like, oh yeah. I'm picturing downtown. Well, you think like- about it. The it's buildings all, that you're probably going to. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about it. It's all built on the, the Alamo and the ra- land around the Alamo where thousands of people died. I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's Gettysburg of the South, but we think about body count per square inch. Yeah, it probably is. And then thousands of people have been shit-faced and probably come close to dying. Because, well, so. yeah. Well, there, it brings up the whole like Maverick, Samuel Maverick distillery, literally is haunted as well. And that's where it starts. But you can go on the tour and figure that out. But yeah, it's it's an interesting tour, and apparently the stories evolved since we were there last. But whiskey related, you do the whole tour, and then you go and if you do the VIP, it's fifty bucks. You get to go down down to the uh, the cellar. We got to try their barrel proof, like you get to pull it right out of the barrel, um, and like they have a nail on the side of it, and you get to pull it out with a hammer, and then you get to like put it in a beaker, and they pour it out, and you can take the glass again. Um, we tried their weeder. We tried their bourbon and we tried their barrel proof um, Alamo whiskey and Alamo whiskey is actually the original whiskey recipe that Samuel Maverick had when he actually made whiskey for like um, Davy Crockett, like the dudes who are at the fucking Alamo. So you're essentially drinking the same whiskey minus the tar and some other shit gunpowder. I think it is. 
Awesome. Sounds like you had a blast, man. It was. I got one other thing. They have two whiskeys that just got released. Released. Um, one is released. Their, released. One is their wheat, and that one is actually pretty good. The other one is their um, triticale. Do you know what triticale is? Triticale. Uh, triticale is when a guy tries to make up some bullshit and can't figure something to come up with. Probably how it originated, but in this situation, triticale is actually grain. Um, ah, yes. The healthy amount of triticale. It's actually a rye and wheat hybrid. And so apparently... That's ridiculous. Uh, it is. Um, apparently... The grain manufacturer that uh, Samuel Maverick, they get their um, grain from, they ordered some wheat and they went to go put it in and they did the mash and everything like that. And they ground it up and they started putting the mash and it started like bubbling a lot more than they thought it was. And they actually stopped production on it. And they called their manufacturer and like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, damn, we sent you triticale instead of wheat. But don't worry about it. Just keep it. And so they're like, well, fuck it. We already have it in. We already mashed it. We already have it in the mash bill. And it's distilled, like, we might as well just put it in this distiller and see what happens. And so they have a one run only, I don't know how many bottles it is, but it's a very, very, very small batch of triticale whiskey. It's very interesting. Very interesting. I have some of it. I would say it's like not grassy like we think of Texas whiskey being, but it's also almost got like the minty flavor to it, like almost like a piney. Um, very interesting. You'll have to try it. But uh, if you're in San Antonio and you want a really cool whiskey experience, go down there, see what they've got. Great, great time. Nothing to compare it to? The Triticale? No. I've never had a whiskey like that. And I've had mm-hmm. moonshine out of glass and moonshine out of jugs. It's very interesting. Interesting. Well, it's definitely good stuff, Dick. You definitely went and did some more research and more homework. And did I take it up for you? This you did. Hoping to do the same. I also like how you know the new releases. You're like the sneakerhead, but whiskey guy. You got the dates. You've got the the name of the new bottles coming out and everything. So why don't you hit us up with some of those that you saw coming out recently? So while I was there, I had a conversation with the uh, the business manager, the site manager. Um, he was a great guy, Dan. Uh, super cool dude. Um, following him on Instagram now and everything. Um, Maverick Bourbon, which when I was there the first time, I was like, dude, when are you going to sell this like straight on the barrel, barrel proof, right? I think they barrel and it comes out of 125 is my understanding. Um, allegedly, they have the process in place right now. They are getting the right approvals, but you should see Maverick Whiskey Bourbon barrel proof actually hitting the shelves hopefully this year so that'd be super cool um it is it drinks like a 125 i will say that but it's good it's not going to sneak up on you um the other thing that's coming out to keep it in texas whiskey is uh garrison brothers cowboy bourbon um releases september 25th so we'll have this out before that i am planning on going up there and camping out for it so hopefully i'll grab a bottle or two up there um, if you want a bottle, Kurt, I'll grab you one. Um, well, yeah, there you go, ride them cowboy. Um, so we go out there and do a little camping trip for it. And then the cool one, which is, I don't think they've ever done this before. Keep me honest, at least not what I've read. 
Jack Daniels is doing an age-stated tenure. Yeah, we talked about it in the last episode. You mentioned it, but I didn't really yeah. dig into it. Yeah. But now you dug into it. Yeah, you got some updates here. Tenure, 48.5 APV, $70 August. So it got released. Yep. So is this a, I may see it on the shelves, or is this a, I'm not going to see it on the I don't shelves. know. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it yet. I'm really not even trying to grab it on the shelf, just like the Sinatra that I grabbed. I'd rather grab it at a bar that has it to try it first, because um, I don't think they've done it ever, if not done it recently at least. But 36,000 bottles, um, that's not a lot. That's really not. When you think about the Jack Daniels fan base is going to gobble it up, I think our best shot is to pick it up at a bar like 1919 or, I don't know, some little small hole in the wall that has it. So I think that might be the first, not the first, but one of the few allocated Jack Daniels products. So which one, uh, which one out of those sounds most enticing to you? Oh, Jack Daniels all day. I've had the, I've had the uh, cowboy. I had that sample earlier this year. Very good. Uh, I'm waiting to get over uh, to your neck of the woods so we can sample through several of these Maverick bourbons that you've had. Uh, as the Raiders and Ravens are going into overtime, awesome. Um, just like us, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say the Jack Daniels. But I'm I'm so pumped because whiskey season's coming. Like all the big daddies, release season, baby, release season. I'm really pumped about which the. I won't get. I won't get either, but I'm really, really pumped about that JD 140 that's allegedly hitting us. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The barrel proof, you can get that. So hopefully you got it last time. Hopefully I can find that one. C should be coming out soon. Uh, Blade and Bow 22 is one of those unicorns we've never seen out in the wild, but I would absolutely split with you. Um, so yeah. Yeah, bourbon season is upon us, folks, right around the corner. As it starts to get colder, you start to get warmer. Mm. Let's talk about something that I think it's time. I think I've avoided it long enough. And I did my Texas Trail last year. I think it's time to take a trip over the pond. I think it's time that we go back in the heritage and the beginnings of when Kurt started to drink the golden juice. I think it's time to go back to scotch, my friend. Like scotch tape? No. I think, you know, I think overall looking back on it, I think giving Texas whiskeys a try. That was a success. I think I had some very good things. Still, Austin was good. I had the Garrison Brothers Texas bourbon. Uh, I you I had a sample of your iron root, which was phenomenal. I go back and I'm glad I gave Texas that second shot. Is it anywhere in the realm of Kentucky yet? No. I don't know if I agree with that. You think it's in the realm of Kentucky? Realm is a very large area. Right, and it's not in that large area. I think it is. Ooh. I've had some Texas that's better. I, better think than Mav- I think your Maverick is showing <laughs> the Homer. Um, okay, well, it, it definitely got closer for me. Yeah, I, I think there's I a few. Really I think there's a few out there that are much closer. And 
within the same realm. I'm not saying within the same county, but they're in the same realm. The, like the Whitmires, that was a, a great find. I'm so glad I found that. I'm excited. They just opened up their new, I think, distillery that I need to get over to. Um, but, so it got closer. Yeah, sure. So I think my goal for season two, there was two things I was going to go back and forth. There was Irish whiskey. I may dabble in that, but I think it's time to give Scotch another chance and see if it brings me back some joy. And, you know, not the Johnny Walker Black, you know, when I was a rookie, which is a good Scotch. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, and I think I, I want to get into that. And this is my kind of like announcement of, hey, that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to try to do that. Um, and I think I want to start with one of my old favorites. And this was one of the bottles that when me and you first got together, like way back in the day, I think this is the one that you said you were going to turn into a lamp. I still have the bottle. Shut up. Yep. Shut up. Sure do. You had me at hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we drank this, and I think we got pretty slammered, and it's a cool bottle. It looks mm-hmm. like the stills. Uh, I think they've updated the packaging since then. But old Pulteney, I think it was 45 then. I think it may still be around that price and 50. I think that's going to be my bottle for the next showing. You know, it's going to be the same thing with Irish whiskey. I've got to get over the proofs. It's going to be tough because they're not going to be in that 110, 120 range. Nope. Um, they're going to be your 90 and your 100, and you're going to pay a little bit more for that. And I'm going to want to grab me a bourbon every time I go to the store, but I've got to stick to my guns. I've got to do what I did with Texas whiskey, and I've got to give it a chance. And this was this is an announcement that I'm just, you didn't know prior to us getting on tonight. So what are your thoughts do you agree? Do you like it? What's some input? What are you, what are you looking for? I, th- I got a feeling you're not going to argue this one too much. I'm not going to argue scotch. I mean, scotch is a, I think we have to walk into it with open arms. So we have to open arms like we did Texas whiskey, like embrace the funk, right? We got to find out what that, that, what that phrase is going to be because scotch is not bourbon. And you can't walk into it expecting 100 proof, 110 proof. You're just not going to get it. You're going to get your 80s, your 85s, your 90s, 95 maybe. But then you're also like exploring a whole new new palette, right? Most people ease into whiskey from scotch to bourbon because bourbon is so there. When you go back to scotch, when I've done it in the past, depends what scotch it is, but I'm like, there's an iodine flavor to it. There's a floral flavor to some of those. Um, there are certain aspects of your palate and your tongue that you need to retrain to really appreciate it. When you're going, it's almost like regressing, but regressing to get wider, like more appreciative. So um, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I like scotch. It's wider. Wider. No, I think it's, you Much know. Better. I think for season two, I think that's a good goal to have. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's going to be tough with the proofy things, man, because I, I love me some proof. I think we'll probably drink proof on those proofy days, right? Um, yeah, and I'm like, going to want to put on my smoker's jacket and grab a cigar. Ooh, that may be another goal for season two. I mean, full disclosure, I didn't make it past four o'clock on Sunday. I passed out on the couch. So, Oh, rookie. Uh, <laughs> I already lost my fantasy game. I was like, fuck it. 
Yeah, you had a rough one. The Raiders may pull this off. It's second and four Raiders. overtime. The Las Vegas Raiders. Um, All right, so, so yeah. you're going to do a Pulteney. I've got three mm-hmm. options for you. Okay. Because I like – I think my my scotch flavor – I've been drinking scotch regularly throughout, but mine's a little different than yours. I've got three I could go with. Okay. Um, like that you have – Right now, and you can pull out of your dresser or like well, the next like go tos out of my dresser. I'm sorry, out of your bar. Okay, all right. We'll be pulling out of our dresser, here, buddy. I have a couple um, bottles in my dresser just to have. <laughs> you never know behind my socks and my pistol. Um. All right. So I've got, I've got three. Balvenie Doublewood Twelve Year. Balvenie. I've had. 14-year Caribbean cask I've never had. I've had. I've never had. I've heard great things. Or Lagavulin. Those are my three that I'll throw out there. But you know I love Lagavulin. So out of those three, or if you give me a solid wild card, wild card I'll go pick it up. Uh, go with the light stuff. Go get a Lefroig, uh next week if you want. I'm not getting a Lefroig. Last time I drank that, it tastes like iodine. I have to train my Oh, back. oh! That's it. Audi. We got a reach. I don't know. You know. I think he's down at the one. Oh, we'll see. They're going to review it. Take the re- <sighs> oh, dude, the Raiders are acting just like the Raiders. <laughs> I hope so. They deserve it. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, it's Raiders just threw a touchdown with a question mark on it. May have been tackled at the one. Either Gruden doesn't look convinced. Be... He put the headset back on. Yeah, either he's way. Down. He's down. He's down before. Oh, yeah. He's down at the one yard inch line, probably. Yep. yep. Okay. We're gonna have we're gonna have at least another play of football here. That's um, a half yard line, half yard line. Yeah. I'm I'm going back because we're talking about Scots. And I said LaFroy jokingly. LaFroy is like. So for those of you who haven't dabbled into too much scotch, uh, scotch is known for having some peat, and that's the smoky, smoky stuff. Some don't have a lot. Some have a lot. And Lafroig is like you're licking your chimney. Like it's – I don't know, dude. Like I would disagree with you on that just from the standpoint of – I think your point about iodine in the past, we've talked about this, is spot on. But if you like go to Lagavulin, that tastes more like leather smoke. So I'm. I don't know. That's it's why like, I, I want to like, get into it. But would that mean? It's less, like liquid does that mean smoke? less peat? Uh, I would say it's more. I would say peat because like, Lagavulin to me tastes like liquid smoke. You ever put liquid smoke on something to like give it a smoky flavor and fucking no. taste weird? All right. So I've never put it on myself, but I've had like brisket with liquid smoke and it's gross. And then there's like Lagavulin, which is like leather smoke. It, it tastes like eating leather, and I know that sounds fucking weird, but it's delicious. So it's a different flavor palette, but they're both in the same PD category. So is it is it Chivas? Chivas. 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 Uh, let's see. That's the other thing. I'm gonna run into. Man, if this is nineteen, if this was the nineteen sixties or seventies, like Chivas was the shit. My grandmother, who was she's kind of bougie. I, lo- I love her to death, but she still talks about like getting onto an airplane in like nineteen seventy three and getting to first class, and they give you a glass of Chivas, and that was like the top tip like you were nothing was higher class than that because people drinking chivas that was it It was like i'm drinking like dom perignon 
So okay, so if you've had it, oh yeah, I've had quite okay. a few bottles of shrooms. So that's so good. I'm from my memory bank because that that's another one that my dad had in the dresser. And yeah, smoking. yeah, yeah. So that one's not as smoky. That's a more no, leather. No, no, no. It's, that's it's more, more. No, it's more of like a space side. If I remember, spacey. Yes, if I remember right. And yeah, we'll Space Island. This yeah. is going to be your heaven to nerd into the regions, and I believe there's only like what is it, five or six regions of Scotch. So that's going to be your four. job. As Carr is fighting, and they're not going to give it to him. Um. So yes, that's things we can talk about. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What do you want to get out of this? What do you want to get as Kurt out of Scotch? Are you looking to become more of a Scotch guy, or are you trying to get more cultured within the Scotch history and where we came from? I want, I want, I want to get back to like. So I we've talked about this. My whiskey, like, like nerd whiskey nerd world started when I was listening to Ralphie the Scotch guy, and I was be, I was buying Dalmore and I was buying Old Pulteney. And I was taking Scotch to your wedding. I remember that. I went to Specs and, I, and I'm like, hey, I want to show up with a Scotch. And he gave me, uh, was it Black Barrel Scotch? Something that was like 30 bucks. And he was like, I took this to a poker game with some expensive bottles. And this got killed so quick because of its taste. And it was a great budget Scotch. Like, just want to go back to the beginning, give it another shot. Because I've been out of the Scotch game for so long. I think I had, I finally had Johnny Walker Blue, maybe sucks two years ago. It was okay. Like, definitely never. Did they just get a false start? Oh, they did. They're going backwards. Oh, my God. You just took a second and goal from the half yard line to a second and goal from the five and a half yard line. Yeah. That's a different Uh, game. Like, you can line up and actually play like cover two. Sorry, like, but yeah, no, that's the goal. I mean, I, I think we had fun with the. So Texas you want to go back game. to basics? Is this season yes. going to call back to basics? Yes. Okay, back to, then back to basics. In that sense, I think I have to. I will, I will join you in the Scotch, but I think I have to get a little Canadian in me. Because Canadian whiskey is what brought me into whiskey. Maybe I'm just playing dumb, but I don't feel like the options for that are going to be. I mean, you'll definitely be able to fill up the season, but I, will it be like? No, that's not as robust. No, you've got a few. You got what JP Weisers. You've got Crown and all their versions, which I'll do like one Crown. Well, I had um, what that Hybrids last year that was like a twenty dollar yeah. bottle, and it was. I would I would say man. for for every ten bottles of bourbon you have, you have like one like Canadian option, and so like on that same scale, for every ten bottles of bourbon you have, you have like three scotches. Caribou Crossing. Caribou Crossing is actually like the blank, like no joke, is produced by Buffalo Trace. That is essentially Blanton's Canadian, uh, uh, Canadian whiskey. All right, as we're pausing, we're looking at our screens. It's third and goal from the five and a half yard line. Derek Carr, empty backfield, drops back. He's got a guy. Oh, off his. Oh my gosh! Intercepted. You didn't hear me. I was screaming. Like a little girl was intercepted. That went off the defender, so it went through the receiver's hand. I think that went off the back goalpost as well. It boinked off everything. And then off the defender's helmet. Total heartbreak. If we're looking at the replay, 
this is an awesome first week of football. But yeah, and this children is why you never give up. Off his helmet, and yeah, Ravens have a chance to go down. They just need to kick a field goal. That literally hit him straight. Hands, helmets. Holy hell! Okay, typical heartbreak fashion. Ooh, Derek Carr is not happy. John Gruden, not happy. He looks so pissed. All right, so uh, as we're watching this exciting game and putting a bow tie on week one, we're excited about this year. I've given you our plans uh, for what we're, we're going to do in the next couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and give the rating on our glasses before we get over that goal line. You want to keep it short and simple, Dick? Let's keep it simple. Go for it. A minus. It's everything you want. Nothing that's going to blow you away, but for 40 bucks, I mean, this is, there's hard to find. It's really, really hard to find things that are this easy to drink. Um, and it's still in that like hunter proof range, you know, to your point, like easy to drink can be very low proof. Um, but this is a buy. This is a buy for me all day. If you can find it, pick it up. Hell, anything that's 1792, buy. Small batch. If you like it, cool, go with it. But if you're looking like I want something different, you see a small batch that's, or you think it's CS1792, that's something other than a tan, or I'm sorry, a maroon neck, buy it. It's worth a shot. They're never too expensive. What about you, big dog? So, budget buy $20. This is a tailgate bottle all day every day take it mix it shoot it chug it shot it whatever the heck you want to do for 20 bucks it's a c plus bottle um i'm not going to say that his recommendation was a lie i think it's a pretty decent plastic bottle if you're going to get one does it um, drink like a 40 dollar bottle like you said maybe does 30. it drink like a 1792 single barrel which is a 40 dollar yeah. bottle no i think it Obviously like not $20, $20 plastic bottle. But so if you're gonna spend the price, same price point, what are you buying instead? Oh, is early times on the table? Yeah, sure. It's a one liter oh, for no, same price I'm getting, point. I'm getting early times. What about Evan Williams bottle and a bond? Uh I'll probably take the Evan Williams. Okay, what about Wild Turkey 101? Funny you say that. I almost walked out because they didn't have the 750 of wild turkey. I almost walked out with the, the handle of it, but I wanted to give something else to try. But I'm probably going back and getting that. But the handle of wild turkey 101 is $37. Uh, just depends, man. But think about proof difference, right? So wild turkey, yeah. you, know, you have to drink less of it. Yeah, it, it just depends. If, Like I said, if I'm going to a football party, we're drinking, we're hanging out, we're taking shots, I'm probably going to just grab this for 20 bucks. Here's the kicker. That or Jack? It's not even a question I need to answer. No, I need you to answer it. I'm getting Jack. Okay. <laughs> but I'm getting Jack over a lot of things. You're not getting Jack over Elvin Williams bottled and bond. There's no way. They're, you're fucking high. If you you're getting Jack over Elvin Williams old, or early times or bottled and bottled, bottled and bond early times. Yeah. Mm. I love Jack. This isn't a secret. 
I know, but I don't love Jack that much. I do. And I mean, oh, Raiders may get the ball. Oh, oh. Lamar's not moving like he thinks he was down. He just popped up. Calm down. Yeah, but no, like usually if he's down, you're getting up pointing like I was down. He's laying on the ground like Did he, he fumble it. Yes. All right. Well, we need to get off the air because we're going to be distracted by this the whole time. So, um, Oh, man, this is a hell of a start to the season. I'm glad we did this on a Monday for this exact reason. Let's go ahead and get over that goal line. Let's wrap up this first week. Uh, We talked college football. We talked pro football. We went to the world of whiskey. We gave you the updates for coming up the rest of the year. Dick, give us the socials one more time. All right. So, Drammers, thank you for going along this journey down these rabbit holes, down the fun times at our Monday night football and trying to do a job. Um, I always encourage you to join us on all of our social medias. Instagram is where it's at for us. Just point blank. You can always follow us at Twitter or Facebook. That's 4THDRAM. That's our handle on both of those. Um, you can email us at gmail.com. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe us on YouTube. We're trying to build our following a little bit there. To Kurt's point earlier in this episode, we had a great spike about two about a week ago. We had almost 30 downloads in a day, which was was great for us. So we really appreciate your support. Thank you for being you. Follow us, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Audible Castbot, Podcast Addicts, wherever you are listening to us to us today, continue to do so. Continue to support the show. We want to grow this channel and be with you more often. And big shout out once again. Happy birthday to Cousin Eddie. Hercules, Hercules. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you, man. We're happy to have you part of the family. We're happy to have you part of the show. Thanks for being such a great part of uh, our social media presence. And Kurt, I'm going to hand it right back to you for the quote of the episode. Yes, sir. We didn't even get to talk about it, but there was a crew put into the basketball hall of fame this week i mean you're talking chris boss i think was a wade may have been in there but bill russell was put in there as a coach this time and i figured this would be a great time to show a little love to the great bill russell okay well the raiders just threw a Touchdown pass to win the game. Back of his foot, lob pass to get in there. It was a blown coverage. I but Bill Russell. A field goal kicker. Okay, well, Bill Russell, not to take the moment away from him. One of the GOATs, one of the greatest. This time he goes in as a coach. Bill Russell. The most important measure of how good a game I played was how much better I'd made my teammates play. Throw in some love to the teammates. Enjoy your crew. Enjoy your friends this football season. Get together. Cook something. Drink something good. To the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers.